The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, me, and advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm that sweet baby in 30 Under 30 media boy, Griffin McElroy. I've got it. Ooh. The next branch of the expansion of the McElroy Brothers franchise, we, of course, are going to appear in um, uh, the Trolls 2 film coming out in April of 2020. Uh, we've got that already sort of locked down. That's in the bag. That's in the bag. It's, uh, it, it's, it's practically in the can. We didn't mention this. We got a new episode of that show up. If you want to listen to that about how we're going to be in Trolls too, but that that is then and uh-huh. and happening. That's already in the books. The important thing is that you don't it's, rest it's on your the laurels. Future past participle. It will have we're, already we're, been done. We're basically in Trolls three at this fucking point. Yeah. Well, basically, with the continuity and the story and shit, you know. Yeah. We do we do for what I'm talking about? We do need to sort of watch on the profanity for a little bit because my thing is the last a couple weeks ago nickelodeon announced that he's coming back who blue or she blues is she blues coming back folks and that's the important thing that we want to talk about here blue of blues clues blue of blues clues is coming back and they're looking for new steve Yes. So you see sort of where I uh, uh, am talking about now. They're looking for new Steve. Now, I know what you're saying. Joe is already new Steve. Well, that's that's fine. But Joe is Steve, too. Now they're looking for Steve three. The third Joe's out. Joe's been out since uh, seven when the show was canceled. Uh, Yeah, they solved. They solved. They solved the case. Blue got all the clues. Yeah. They solved the murder. They finally caught. They finally caught the murderer that murdered <laughs> Blue's family, and now <laughs> they're back for a new like run at Blue's Clues. And who's the new Steve going to be? And I submit it is us. Okay, the McElroy brothers. Now, when you say you submit, it was uh, do you did you actually take any so, like, steps of the secret us? like vision board? You submitted it to God and the universe and stuff. I feel like I'm using all my sort of like God and vision quest praying that energy I'm using on Trolls 2 currently. Uh-huh. I want Nickelodeon to do this one because it's going to make them a lot of fucking dosh. Okay, Justin, what did, we, what did we just we say? What did we damn. just say? Yeah, again. Da- double damn it. Da- ah. Uh, all right. We'll just have to replace them with like. Yeah. Or yeah, like the male. Every time we cuss in this episode, I'll edit in the male song. Probably you won't, <laughs> I would think. No, because then the show would end up being four hours long. It's a long-ass song. It's a long but. It's a, see, there it is. It's a, uh, it's a long, uh, it's a very long, here's the mail, it never fails, it makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail See, we got it. a little soon to start this, but let's start the negotiation with Nickelodeon 
We will cut it back to one F word per episode. Yeah. We will we will restrain ourselves to one F per and episode. S- and sometimes we'll hide it. We'll do it real quiet and fast, and so the kiddos may not even, so it'll be like, here's the mail, it never fails, fuck, it makes me one, and they may not even get that they it was there it. at all. Now, one yeah. problem that I found Ooh, with just this, the one. with Steve Quest, there, there are three boys on this yeah. show. Uh-huh. And yeah, on I this di- one, there's three. And oh, you st- know, I never think of us as separate people. I know, but there's there's three boys and only the Steve the Steve is the one is only the one boy. So, huh? Solve so like, for we're gonna X. have to solve that first. Do you think okay, like an Olsen twins thing? No, let's see who's gonna be the best Steve. Oh, uh, I'll be Blue first, and Travis, you be Steve, and Griffin, you be a clue. Okay, okay. whenever you're ready. Oh, I'm a what's I'm that a blue? Bone. I'm a skull on the ground. What's that? What's that, Blue? A vicious murder? What do you smell, Blue? Semen? Oh, no. There's semen. Someone got semen on the dang skull. (laughs) Someone got semen on the the fucking skull. That's my one. (laughs) There's your one. Okay, very good. All right, now I'm Steve. I was about to have a big dramatic monologue about how my parents were killed. And it's and this is bringing back too many memories. Yeah. But then I was gonna CSI that stuff and like, ugh, you interrupted me too okay. soon. I had a monologue okay. memorized. Oh great! Well, go ahead and perform that now. I'll give you complete silence. Thank you. Oh, oh no! I don't want this. The oh. semen. It reminds yeah. me <laughs> yeah. of that terrible day in that alley. Yeah. Okay. When we're that done. when that person tried to mug my parents. Yeah. And killed them. And on that day, I became Steve. I became the thing that scared me so I could scare villains. Steve. Okay. I'm a bad You look in the mirror and you're like, what scares me? Well, Steve. Steve. Steve scares me. Steve I can- flew into the room. <laughs> I found the Steve trapped inside that old grandfather clock. If uh, I found it, fell into the old Steve Gutenberg cave behind our house, there were Steves there was Steve- everywhere. <laughs> Chock a block with Goots. Steves. And on that day, that's when I became Steve. Okay, that's very good. Griffin, do you want to try being the Steve and I'll be a clue and Travis, you be blue? Yes. I'm going to be uh, the reboot blue, though. Uh, okay, this feels but, okay, but do you saying that makes me think that this is going to be sort of a Travis-led skit? What? At, yeah, I dare you, sir. Me, no, it I feel like three classes at UCB. Yeah, I'm ready to yes and you. I'm going to build you up. Really feels like it's going to be a Travis skit featuring Griffin. Okay, it, to be fair, of, my blue is going to speak English, but I will. Yeah, again, I, that I will do basic blue. Right, I will be here, a basic blue. Let me try. All right. Hey, you kids want to learn some maths? Today we're going to be talking about multi... Hey, stop it. Get out of here. I'm talking and teaching the kids about multiplication. Dog? Dog, I will not with you again. Not today. It's math day. It's math day, dog. You, you, get, get, get. I love you. I love you, but get. It's math day, not dog day. That's mine. I'm done. Okay. That's very good. Yeah, it's like he's very focused, mine is, and he doesn't have time to... Oh, wait, hold on. Fuck! Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Justin, you want to play? Yeah. All right, uh, I'll who be, wants to be... I'll be dog. Right. Be... 
Wait, Travis, share a clue? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. What's... Blue, what's wrong? Blue, what... The Lego. <laughs> I'm the Lego. <laughs> something funny all right i'm gonna draw a picture of a lego in my notebook no an hospital please free me from this shit prison guys i'm drawing give me just a second fuck oh wait i used yours sorry (laughs) let justin have his all right so that's fine yeah juice i think this one's a real surefire dinger who do you think (laughs) should be the steep like we will have to vote we'll put a poll up yeah yeah I, we can't decide this. We got to leave it up to the listeners. So if you look around on the internet, you'll find a poll about which of us should be Steve. And then make Just sure to, to send around. the results of that poll to Just Nickelodeon. Get... Yes. All right. Um, I also have another branch for us, but we can talk about it later. But I have, I think I've got an inroad at the Lifeway Christian Bookstore. So, oh, nice. Yeah, okay. we'll, we can rap about that later. We'll do it off the Perfect. air. Perfect. Uh, this is an advice show where we try to help people. I'm recovering from a cold, so if you hear me drop off at any point, um, the coughs are rough today. They're rough and ragged, uh, and I'm I'm just hanging in there, folks. I'm just trying to stay alive. Uh, are we doing? Are we listening to our ailment? I got two torn ACLs. I feel great. Okay, podcast is uh, too hard. Blew them, blew them right the fuck out. I don't no, feel Griffin, bad. What about sound. your scholarship? Yeah, I'm worried about the scholarship, Trav. I don't. I don't think Purdue's gonna have me. What about your Steve audition? Yeah, I don't think Purdue's gonna have me on that one either. Uh, so, as a result of my wife's employer strange bonus slash giveaway strategy, I'm in possession of thirty five dollar gift cards to a grocery store chain, and I don't know how to spend them. If I spend them all at once, I'll surely oh. earn the scorn of the cashier and impatient customers waiting behind me in the checkout lane. If the checkout process is already stressful enough, any advice on how to use these gift cards in a respectful yet efficient manner? And that's from Gotta Get Rid of These Gift Cards in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Y'all, I went to that combination, Babies R Us and Toys R Us, over the weekend. Uh, I think it's going over there. Oh, have you seen um, 28 Days Later? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that's not the romantic comedy with... No, that's 28 Days with okay, okay, uh, okay. Sandra Bullock and Alan Tudyk. Talking about 28 I mean, days. I'm sure there's other people in it, too, but those are the only two that matter. And 28 Days Later is the sequel. Yeah. Right. With zombies in it. Where Alan Tudyk is a zombie and eats Sandra Bullock for the entire two hours. We go there it's to get that scene. We go there to get baby food because they got the choice selection. Um, they got that that gourmet shit. That wolf they got gang, that dank baby food. That that Wolfgang Puck genuine baby food um, that he cooks up <laughs> in his kitchen full of love. Uh, and we p- pulled up in the parking lot and we're instantly like, "Oh no!" And we went ahead with our mission because baby got to eat. Baby got to eat. You can't just give the baby a hamburger from a Wendy's. You have to give them the special stuff that uh, Wolfgang's made for them. And that checkout process, folks were bringing out some gift cards from 19, <laughs> 1983 that they have just been chilling on. I watched somebody buy a stroller with approximately 15 gift cards. It was horrible. It was a get out of line and just go start over someplace else. Nomadic sort of Oregon Trail 
uh, method of finding a good aisle. It was so bad. Please do not be this person. You have to find another strategy. Uh, uh, to, to continue a conversation that Griffin started long, long ago on this show, it is only at those points when I seriously consider just shoplifting, mostly yeah. just to make it easier on the cashiers. Like, right. you know what? You're doing enough. I'm just going to, I have this one thing. I'm just going to take it. They're not going to do Very inventory again. shoplifting. Yeah. yeah. This, well, it's, especially they're going out of business. What are they going to do with it? Going out of business and they got fucked over by the whole the whole corporate sort of architecture of Toys R Us. And Jeffrey, he was in on it too. <gasps> like, No. The execs got themselves a $14 million bonus, just made sure to get themselves a little, little, little thing. A little taste. A little taste of and it. And then they like... I mean, I think you can track it back to the fact that Toys R Us belligerently didn't open a website for about 20 years. Just like, nah, yeah. nah, the web's a flash in the pan. Kids and are then, always going to want to come into the store. And then Jeffrey did an you interview. You can't ride a bike around the web. And this is from a former Toys R Us employee. If you're a, a Toys R Us staffer who's about to lose their gig, I fucking hear you. Listen, it's not your fault. I want you to leave that place with your head held high. You're great. And if you have any training tapes there that you can steal for me, they were fucking hilarious. Yeah, you could steal some of those. That would be glorious. I mean, we know whose fault it is because Jeffrey. It wasn't Jeffrey. Yeah. It was some executive in the company. But I, I think it's just sort of um, shadow organization for Jeffrey's dark machinations. Did an interview where he did blame millennials for not having enough kids who buy all the toys. So thank you on that one. We made sure to get one in there right. Oh, it's three seconds left in the last round. Jeffrey comes out swinging with one last punch <laughs> at millennials for not buying enough toys. Eat my entire asshole, shithead giraffe. Especially, hey, Jeffrey, millennials don't need kids to buy toys they buy toys for themselves buy them like wild okay griffin i need you to clarify something take me inside the bit for a second you seem to be getting pretty worked up about an interview you imagined that jeffrey the giraffe gave it wasn't jeffrey the giraffe like the ceo of toys r us or whatever actually said this actually said this said this thing said this dumb dumb thing oh okay now i understand hey it's because your website fucking sucks and you didn't open one for a hundred years okay 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 what also, can they, adult toys. Adult toys. Yeah. You have if babies you know. are us. You have toys are us. How about like sins are us? Here are the. Don't, don't go down that aisle, Derek. Derek, you, st- <laughs> you stay away from the curtained aisle, Derek. That's for mommy and daddy. <laughs> That's toys for us. That's to- toys number four, us. And there's a, bo- there's a bouncer. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a person in a big Jeffrey outfit. He's got a nightstick. Because the kids are curious. How is this person going to spend their gift cards? I mean, you could do it very slowly. Just every time you go into the grocery store, you burn. I mean, I think you could burn three, right? And not and not be too much of a an impediment. Right? Three is fine. Three is still if, pretty bad. Three what if you still did it like a bad. bit? Like a magic trick where you're like, what? And just kept pulling them from different pockets all oh over the Oh, my God, Travis. That would make their... Ramability with my shopping cart full of baby food so much higher. But if you if did they... it well, I think the cashier would enjoy it at least. Like, I, how many more can there be? And then in the last one, you just look them square in the eye and say, "That's it." Oh shit! You got thirty gift cards. Yes. The cashier isn't gonna care. I've watched extreme couponing. The cashier don't give a shit unless they got a break coming up, and that you know, go ahead and ask. But they don't care. They're leaving at five regardless. Even one customer, twenty customers, no skin off their nose. 
So the person you got to worry about, like from a society point of view, is the person behind you in line. Here's what you're going to do. You ready for this? You go ahead and use 10 of your gift cards, but you give the person waiting behind you there it one is. of them. There it is. You say, listen, I'm about to do something annoying, but I'm going to give you this gift card. It's five bucks. If you would just kick it with me for like five to seven minutes while I use these crazy gift cards, this wild number of gift cards I've collected, then you are also going to benefit. So like we're all going to win here. That's good. They got a spring in their step. Oh, five bucks off? I could buy myself a, a, a whole box of Gushers or something. Sure. Um, gushers don't come in boxes. What you just said is wild. And the other wild thing you said. Uh, excuse me. The six-pack, 12-pack, and 20-pack of Gushers packages are all collected in one single collected okay. box. As much as you might like, like upend them and just have packages of Gushers strewn about your home like some sort of pack rat. The Gushers do, are sold in boxes in grocery stores. That is fair. That is fair. Foot. You did say something wild, and that the cashier won't care about this situation. I don't they know. Won't if you, care. I don't know if you've ever seen an episode of Extreme Couponing, but every I episode just said of, that I did, I clarified every episode. While I was talking every episode of Extreme Couponing is also in secret an episode of Making a Murderer because when somebody comes <laughs> to these people and says like, "Here's fifty coupons, get to work. This is your next hour, and you are not going to know how to handle this situation." And you are definitely going to think that I am fucking taking the house on this one and that you will definitely get fired if you scan in the wrong shit and that you will definitely get fired because you have given me all this toilet paper for free. The look in those people's eyes is 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 one of just like it's just complete murder, just absolute murder. So you, you have to find a way to maybe first of all, let's talk about the science of these these cards. If you just rub them all together real hard, does the money go from one to the other? Probably not, right? Well, you don't know until mm-hmm. you try, Griffin. Or what if you tape them all together into tape one big gift card? Try to swipe them all through once. I mean, I think this is what Bitcoin actually is. Is there some way for you to slide it through a dongle? And now it's Bitcoin, and then you take the Bitcoin to the Sam's Club. Can you use Bitcoin at Sam's Club? They love it. Yeah, they love their cryptocurrencies. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you could just also go there. I don't like to use cryptocurrency because it seems too spooky to me. Yeah, I don't know anything about it except it's got crypt in there. Yeah, I mean, they're covered in cobwebs and spiders, and each one has a little ghoul inside of it. And I don't fuck with that. But can you go like to a store like right when it opens and say, "Here's thirty five dollar gift cards. I would like to ex- but use these to purchase one one hundred and fifty dollar gift card." Ooh, and then you're done. Then you're free. It's going to be a bad morning, and don't get me wrong; it will take an entire morning, nine to noon. But and, uh, and maybe you give a few to the employee. That's insulting. I feel like maybe. You gotta uh, throw throw them away. It is not worth it. <laughs> There's no suggestion we can give you that is better than throwing them in the garbage. Um, or melt, them, who? melt them into some kind of beautiful statue and just know that it is inherently worth $150. Oh yeah. And then it's a protest statue against the Toys R Us. And it's the giraffe. But he looks like a big idiot. Morgan Davy sent in this Yahoo. Keep it wavy, Morgan Davy. It's Yahoo Answers user Carol who asks. How come Dorothy's dress never got dirty all the way to Oz? 
Huh. Got some answers on this one, but it's an interesting concept. This is a this is a young woman lives on a farm. Should have been dirty before the whole thing, before this whole zany improbable adventure even got started. Also got caught up in a tornado in Kansas. That's dusty work, friends. She mm-hmm. sh- she should have been just sort of coated in a thin layer of of grime before she even rolled up. And then the scarecrow would have been like, "Whoa, my brain!" Or what? Whoa, you. You got a little dirt. You got a little dirt on you. you cool or you cool or what's going? On? But then certainly, as she traipsed through the poppy fields and, um, you know the dirt zone, the the dirt village, and muddy swamp, and the candy cane forest, the candy and cane like forest. Can you all? Ima- oh God! Can you imagine the candy cane forest? The debris on one of those candy canes. Drop lane. It's you don't ju- actually see the monkeys hurling their own feces, but we do have to it's assume. It's implied. It's, it's implied. implied. I think by the time she shows up to the Emerald City, her and her squad of companions should just be yucky. Mm-hmm. Well, they There's are. no other way. I'm sorry. I have to save us from tweets. They are. They go through a whole cleanup process at... At the Emerald City, the wash, 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 are, scrub, 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 scrub. A couple of it's, cr- it's soap, true. Soap, soap. There aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of movies and where uh, our characters arrive at the the paradise that they've been pursuing, and the very first thing that has to happen is like y'all stink like shit. <laughs> yeah, like, you cannot even be in our whole thing right now. Ooh, gross. Until we, yeah, you're so disgusting. Oh, hey, this like, is we're Utopia, not gonna... and you all are doo doo. Yeah, you like I can we talk to the you can talk to no one. You can talk to this brush. Open up cuz you are so whack right now. I can taste your sweat. You have been walking through this wonderland for days and I can taste the sweat on you and on the tin did, man which is wild. Did trees throw apples at you and then maybe some monkey shit on you? What are you doing? What are you doing here, Dorothy? I love the Lord of the Rings movies for so many reasons. Also, yeah. just I just just looking at Orlando Bloom puts me at ease. Yeah, they're so long. They're, they're so very long, long, and you get One a of lot best of naps I ever had. A lot of Bloom out of those features. Um, That's not to say well, the Lord of the Rings movies are boring. Just one time I went to a late night showing, I fell asleep in the middle of the first one. It was the third time I'd seen it, and I fell asleep one. and I slept so good. But here's what I love: end of the, end of the trilogy, climbing Mount Doom. Little little uh little Sam Sam G and uh Frodo. Sam G and Frodo. Sam G and Frodo. These two boys are so fucking nasty. Do you remember? Covered in grime and stink, and I can feel the stink through the through the film, through the celluloid. I know these boys reek, and I know they're fucking filthy pigs. And I love yeah. it because it's like, now that's fantasy. Now I'm taken away. They would get filthy, nasty, dirty, eating raw fish with their friend Golem. Just filthy, stinky, gross pustules <laughs> of boys. Stinky, gross, <laughs> nasty pigs. And I love that. And I love it. I actually, Orlando, I, or, or, Orlando Bloom, they never get him dirty. And I also think that's a good creative choice from Peter Jackson because I think they did put the stink makeup on him. And Peter Jackson was like, nobody's no, going to no, 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 no. no. fucking believe this. I want that actually in every I mean, movie. The, the effect that they do in Lord of the Rings when it's like they cut between, you know, like Dirty Ranger Man and then like the elves. And the elves are like, 
glowing. They are transcendent, and it cuts back to Dirty Man, and then it's yeah. like, and it's like just very clearly like this person has not been stinking themselves up. It's it's for a the shame last twenty four hours. There's no way to communicate the stink through the film. Yeah, and I'm mm. not. I I think that smell of vision is a bad joke, and I think that stink lines. We reference that in virtually every episode of every podcast we do. What about is just it a po- filter, like just a brown filter? Oh, a stink. Well, the whole movie kind of has a stink I mean, filter on it already. Gandalf stunk so fucking bad oh, God, oh, so that bad. in order to communicate to communicate it, they had to kill him. Yeah, and then change his name. He's like, they're like, hey, it's Gandalf the Great. Don't call me by my stink name. I have a new clean boy name that I yeah. want you to call me by. Get off the white, because I smell great, and I'm not filthy anymore. They had to make a plot point out of how much that dude stank yeah. from his tobacco smoke. Ugh, and his big adven- fight with the fireman. Adventure dirt. Don't I mean, you always think by the end of a James Bond movie, James Bond probably smells like shit, right? It fucking stinks. Absolutely. Like, so many of these characters, we don't talk. Don't get me wrong, he probably still has a hint of aftershave and like deodorant mm. and cologne and stuff. But also, like, he's been tied up. He's been sweating. He's been okay. fighting people in like the mud and dirt and stuff. He probably, uh, underneath his veneer <clears throat> of grooming, stinks like shit. Let me hit you guys with this. I just had a killer idea. The McElroy Brothers movie UI. And this is a UI that we will put onto movies. Uh-huh. And not as like a fun thing that you get and you download it and you listen to it later, like riff tracks. I'm talking about this is baked into the cinematic release. Okay. And it shows a stink meter on the screen that fills up as they as they go along. Oh, I And like it, we could do this with other stuff too. You can drop it back down if there's like a scene of them like washing their hands or like washing their on that scene, you know, that always happens where it's like, Oh, I'm so stressed out by these terrorists or whatever, and they go splash water in their face, it just drops down like five percent. The stink like, meter goes <laughs> down a little bit. And then, like, we can have, like, kind of pop-up video, like, implied between these two scenes, they change clothes. And that, or in the Lord of the Rings, (laughs) (laughs) these two boys are climbing up the mountain, and they're crying because they love each other so much, and their stink meter is all the way full. And imagine the, (gasps) sorry, I'm getting choked up thinking about it, the emotional impact, knowing these boys stink so bad. (laughs) And the journey they've gone through together, and the way they support each other, it's powerful. And, they and then you hug, watch, and they still hug, even though they stink like eight kinds of shit. And I, then I you, think that would make the end of Die Hard even more sort of moving. Because if you watch Die Hard as soon as before Hans Gruber even hits the ground, Holly uh, basically is like enveloped John McClane in a the most passionate embrace. This motherfucker has been crawling around. A dirty building, bleeding everywhere. In the his, red. His, his, his tank top literally goes from white to, like, green by the end it's of a, the movie. It is kind like, of the, the first stink meter, is his tank it's top his tank in that top. movie. Right. It's like a litmus test of stink like shit. There's just no... The only movie I've ever seen, actually, like... The Jerk deals with this, I guess, a little bit. When Bernadette Peters reunites with Steve Martin... She tells him he fucking stinks, and he <laughs> yeah. needs to go sit in a different car. Thank you, thank you, Bernadette, for, for being brave it enough. Real. And then you watch a movie like Hope Floats, thank and that's you. and that's yes. and that stink meter. It never, never really. What if it started a... off high, and you're like, oh, it turns out this whole time, Harry Connick Jr.'s <laughs> character stank like shit from the beginning no, just, of the movie I, on. 
I think it's just low the whole time, but it is there letting you know these characters do not stink. What about if, like, in Phenomenon, right? Like, oh, it's amazing. John Travolta's character can, like, levitate stuff. But also, he does stink like doo-doo. And it's just things that we yeah. don't know. Things we never no, no. knew about the characters that right. gives them a much richer story. And then we could do this with all kinds of meters. We could have full-blown Sims moodlets on the screen where it's just like a horny meter. And that uh-huh. one's going up. And you're like, uh-oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And hungry meter. Hey, why is Hans Gruber being such a dick? Oh, he's hungry. He has or we see John Mc- or- we see John McClane shoot three guys, and his horny meter goes up, and it's like, "Damn, John! Whoa. What? <laughs> hey, Johnny! He's climbing through the vents, and you're like, oh, man, this seems really scary.' But his horny meter is off the charts, and it's like, oh, no. being in the small vent makes you very horny, John. Oh no, Gruber's gonna kill Ellis, John. Hey, John, <laughs> what's up, dude? Uh, dude, <laughs> I shot a kid. Whoa, Whoa God, my his hog is wild right now. John! Oh, no! As, John, as Hans Gruber is just falling to his death, it's just getting higher and higher and higher. It catches him. Hans he Gruber hits like, himself. Hans. Like, I was the kid. That's why I did all of it. Hans, Gruber hits, Hans Gruber hits the horny meter on his way down <laughs> and bounces, bounces off. <laughs> That's so great. Oh my god, we can include this in every film. And then Die Hard 8, he's fucking tied to a chair or whatever, and there's a room full of bad guys, and he's like, you're outnumbered. And he breaks the ropes, and I'm like, okay, you broke the ropes, now what? And he reaches down, and he grabs the horny meter in one hand, and the stink meter in the other hand, and he kills them all with it. And it's like... You can do that once, th- you can do that once in, like, Hot Shards Part 2. Like, it, in the scary movie 13. Like, you can do it once before the whole convention's like, yeah, we get it. We've seen that before. Fuck. This is so good. Um, anyway, uh, let's take a quick break right now to hear from our sponsors in a little segment we like to call The Money Zone. Hey, I want to talk about Blue Apron if you would mind me talking about Blue Apron for a little bit. Yeah. They're really cool. They deliver you boxes, and the boxes got stuff in them, and you use that stuff to cook meals. And uh, I've used it for a while, and it taught me how to cook, and that's a very valuable skill that I treasure, and so I treasure Blue Apron. And the meals are very, very tasty, and I like it just a lot. You open a beach box, and it's like, what's even in here? I don't know, except you do know, because you pick it. You, you can pick it from a list of... Um, of uh, recipe options. But anyway, they're the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. They've got incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes like quick bucatini with broccoli and pecorino cheese and Italian-style shrimp and sweet pepper. Uh, They let you see what the power of food can do. They got fresh, non-GMO pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes. They deliver right to your door and can be cooked in under 45 minutes. There's uh, 12 new recipes each week based on what's in season, and all the recipes are designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. They are treating my brother, my brother and me listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash my brother so check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash my brother blue apron a better way to cook i was gonna make a joke about like what's in the box and then i started thinking about the stink meter on seven. Oh my oh, come god on. it'd be off the charts they would need a second stink meter it would be like stink meter and then right below that just be like I don't know, guys. It was too big. <laughs> the limit Here's break stink of Limit break. Yeah. Some did an omni slash of the stink. I want to tell you about stamps.com. 
Do you? Yes, I do, because it brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. Listen, I'm lazy. I have, I'm right now looking at a thing I need to send that I keep forgetting about. But with Stamps.com, it makes it easy. You can do it right from home. You can print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. They send you a digital scale, and it automatically calculates exact postage. And Stamps.com will even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. There's no need to lease, you know, a postage meter or anything like that, and there are no long-term commitments. Stamps.com has got you covered. So right now you can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top, and type in my brother, all one word. That's Stamps.com, and enter the code my brother, all one word. Friends, has your life become a little mundane? Yes. Then join us for a bit of the arcane. Whoa. The mundane and the arcane is a homebrew D&D 5e podcast focused on expansive world building, intensive role playing, and very good puns. Now I hear what you're thinking. Blah. Uh, but trust me, maybe it'll be good. Have your imagination tickled by a <laughs> yeah, was, dr- dungeon minstrel. That was fucking whack, dude. <laughs> Clever girls and troublesome twins with sticky fingers. No, the joke there was that we we also do one of these. Yeah, like sure. we did. Yeah, we used to. We used to do D and D podcast. But I'm telling the that was the joke. It was like because we used to do one. Oh, you know what I mean. It wasn't this- a great joke, but there'll be better ones on the mundane and the arcane, which you can find anywhere that you find fine podcasts. Uh, they come out every other Wednesday. Do they? They do. It says it here. Jeez, you swinging a miss, bud. Our Just boy a... is sickly. I know. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm hanging in there. Give me another shot, please. Put me in, coach. No, I'm going to read this next one. I don't trust okay. you anymore. This is Jumbotron. It was uh, for Anna Whiteside and Michael Watson. Uh, and it's from Loretta and Atticus, who say, meow, 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 meow. And there's a translation here, but I don't think we need to read it because I feel like folks really sort of got the nug of that one. But I'll do it um, anyway. Translation. Happy two-year wedding anniversary, and thank you for feeding us so much. We are both overweight. Now, here's the weird thing. Loretta and Atticus are their kids. Yeah, they're feral. No, these are two kitties. um, And I think these kitties are uh, beautiful. And I think love the skin you're in or the the fur that you're in. And that's all I have Please to say about, about that. skinning cats, Griffin. You're the one who did that, so. What? This message, uh, the next message is from Kelly, and it's from Maureen. It's not from both of them, so it's it's two, oh, it's God. two one we of them. We are really yeah. firing on all Don't cylinders. say we. Don't say we. I'm bringing my fucking A-game 100% batting average, and you two are just dropping the Do ball. Do you want to start the episode over again? I'm Mila's brother. Uh, this is for Maureen. It's from Kelly. Hello, beautiful. Happy two-year anniversary. I'm so lucky to be your girlfriend. I wouldn't trade a moment of our time together. Thanks for putting up with my haunted doll collection. It's hard to believe that by the time the brothers read this, we'll have seen them in person at least once. Lots of love, Kelly. LOL. You say you wouldn't trade a moment of your time together. That's fine. But what about for these Eight rubies. Ooh. And, I, and I hold out eight magic rubies. Not not the magical rubies, Griffin. That's I our family's take, inheritance. I will take your most precious day. 
it shall be mine. Taste the rubies. They're real. They're skittles. Tastes like rubies, don't it? (laughs) My name is Adam, and I love Story Break. I'm Megan, and I love Modendam. What really first got me into the show was the idea of creating a whole story out of a very simple concept. I super love haunted doll watch. I just want to see what they come up with next. I realized I was listening to almost every podcast you guys put out, but when I realized I was consuming almost everything you produced, I felt that it was, like, unfair of me not to give you something because you were giving me so much. Honestly, Maximum Fun, they get me through my work week. It makes me laugh every day, nearly getting several car accidents, but that's that's on me. These are listeners just like you, and they support Story Break and My Brother, My Brother and Me with a Max Fun membership. The 2018 Max Fun Drive is April 2nd through 13th, and if you want to support your favorite shows too, it is the best time to sign up or upgrade your membership. Just tune in starting April 2nd, and we'll give you all the details. Um, here's another question. I man, we only did one question last time. Right? <laughs> well, we talked a long time about the stink UI on movies. Well, I'm gonna stop feeling bad about stuff like that because honestly. Like that's valuable. That's that's valuable. Like that's where our pro- that's where our profits are going to come from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's something. Are you talking about like our question to minute ratio? We need to get that like, as low that's as where the profit comes from because we're only spending money on one or two questions an episode now. You know, it's got low overhead. Yes, like those we have to pay so much for. Yeah, and the fewer we use, the better. Um, the better it is. I work at a job where I'm often traveling for long periods of time with my boss in the car. I'm not a chatty guy. So this offense means long stretches of time where we sit in silence. I'm actually okay with this, but I still feel like I should probably do something about it. How can I make our drives more interesting without jeopardizing my career? That's from Taciturn in Transit. Well, maybe there's something you could both listen to that you would enjoy both sharing and enjoying. This is yeah. literally it. This is why we. This is why we do. What this we is why do. we do the thing we do. Are you like, talking do you want about to... like a book on tape or no? No, I'm not. There's some good like Star Trek novels. There's one I think all about the Q Contemnuum that Dad made us listen to once. Sorry, can you just say that word the one Q more time? Contemnuum. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Yeah, there's the Red Rising series, new, new one of those, Iron Gold just popped off, fourth one mm-hmm, in that series, mm-hmm. it's great. They got four different sort of, narr- no, podcasts! Just get a podcast and listen to it. Find some shared interest and enjoy it together. Now, And then afterwards on. you make a little conversation about it. It's possible, though. It's why we do what we do. Like, that, I take this very personally. Like, this is the whole, getting people out of conversations is the main thing that we do whether it's a conversation that you will have with yourself in your brain and can't stop having no matter what or a conversation that you have with someone else we are there to have the conversation for you so you don't have to have to do the heavy lifting that is why we're here every single week for you to avoid chatting but this is the question the question i have is when you say sit in silence do you mean literally do you like no music no podcast Nothing on, or you just mean that's going and you feel like you should be talking because you are worried about nothing. If music or a podcast or something is playing, that's that's what you do. You say music, but is there anything nothing. more, nothing. anything more touch and go? 
than when you get into somebody else's car and they're like, I'm going to turn on some tunes. And in that moment, I am suspended in the fear dimension because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're going to put on because no it's way. not, it ain't going to be mine. It ain't going to be my music. And the, the inverse is maybe it's fear dimension, the, the fear dimension inside the fear dimension it is the sunken place of just like, hey, put something on. And it's like, <laughs> do you like chip tunes? <laughs> <laughs> and now i also guess that when it comes down to it listening to music is rarely a like passive thing with another per- it becomes performative so quickly yeah of like yeah. i yeah. am enjoying see how much i'm enjoying this i i, I uh, have a friend named badkins and um i remember distinctly he was at our place in chicago when i was living there uh, just visiting and he was like we, we uh, my roommate had a record player with like an av hookup and i had my uh my ipod or whatever plugged in and he was like hey play something and i was like okay my friend badkins is kind of a music aficionado i let's see what i should put on and i put on what i was most recently listening to which i think was one of those old team teamwork mashups he takes like cool game music and then puts like uh hip-hop and stuff over it uh and i put it on and he was like oh this stinks. And I was like, this is the first time that I've ever been like in a situation where somebody's like, hey, put on some music. And I put something on. And they were instantly like, you picked, you chose, inc- you chose wrong. You picked wrong. This is bad music. My, uh, I, the first time I ever went on, and this is more about uh, us than the than the Smurls, really. But uh, the first time I ever went on a road trip with them, they didn't turn on the radio. Oh. Because they were and i and it took me a while to understand like no while why no one turned on the radio like literally before you pull out of the driveway or engage the parking brake or anything like you just disengage the parking brake you just get it, you turn on the radio nothing like they didn't turn it on wow. at, at all <sighs> and eventually i realized i looked around in sort of dawning horror as they continued to chat idly and not turn on the radio that the plan was mm. to chat idly oh gotta have for, God, for the entirety no of the God. journey no where's the buffer where's the buffer where's, where's the where's buffet? the buffet i mean anything <laughs> i gotta have I my, gotta have my tunes man how am i supposed to jam back here this doesn't make sense to me maybe this is about us because like even now when Teresa and i get in the car even if we're going somewhere five minutes away I won't move the car until like a podcast is playing or music or something. And she's like, we're going to be there in five minutes. And I'm like, yes, that is five minutes of my life. That's five minutes of crushing nothingness. Music's my, music's my soul, dude. I've been thinking about it. Music's my fucking heart and my soul. Thank you. I mean, I I live, I live for the tunes. I just like podcasts, I guess. I've been re-listening to Magic Tavern. Sorry, the beginning. And in like a week, I'm 75 episodes in. And that drive time, hey, that drive time, that's time when I can be accomplishing my listening goals. You know? That's, thank you. That's they can, time they, they for can, me. They can buy a fucking Jumbotron. There's much free advertisement at YouTube. Well, I was on an episode of it. So, oh, like, okay. um, here's, a Yahoo, here's a Yahoo that's sent in by Lauren McGregor. Um, and if this is too similar to one we did last week, please just let me know. I can't remember last week's episode. Okay, Yahoo Answers user Brianna asks, how did the person that invented the microscope think of the microscope? (gasps) 
Whoa. We had the one last week that was how the person who invented the clock know what time it was. And I'm just so curious, I guess, about inventions. And this one really drills down into it in that somebody invented a microscope. And then it's like they looked at something and thought, I want to see that bigger, but I'm not going to move my head closer. Yeah, it's like somebody made a telescope. And they were like, this lets you look up at the stars, but it makes them real big in your eye. And you're like, well, I want to do that for my blood. That's what I assume is that what I assume is that they they got a telescope and they they're like this looks at big stuff that's far away and the they looked at a, a slide uh, that they had prepared and why did someone know how to prepare a slide before the invention of microscopes um, don't worry about it so they they just got the telescope and they turned it upside down and then they looked at it and they were like well. Oh. Oh. This is this is nothing, and nothing happened. But they're like, but there's something like this that we could definitely make. But they had work. to know that there was something in there. So like, they had a slide with blood on it, and they yeah. were like, I bet there's this is just full of little guys. I bet this is full of shit. Look at it. I bet there's like little guys in there. I, I'm I'm gonna call them amoebas for no reason. I bet that following the invention of both the telescope and microscope, there was a lengthy period of time of trying to convince somebody that it wasn't a prank if you put your eye up against it. Like, it probably was like, yeah, look through this. I'm not going to look. I'm going to look through that, and, like, something's going to, like, poke me in the eye, or there's going to be something in there that's, like, spooky. No, thank you. No, really, like, look, look in it. Whoever invented the microscope the day after definitely invented a prank microscope that, like, you look through it and it's their butt. Has anyone ever asked you to look into something and you've thought, this this is probably fine? No, there's always a fear moment. They've probably invented the prank microscope first. Yeah. And people were like, um, no? Like, that's not, like, it's obviously a prank of some sort, so they had to invent the microscope (laughs) next. Then. Oh, we forgot they built the setup. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like they had the punchline first. They're like, well, we got to have something we're pre- pretending that it is. What if we could, like, look at cells, clothes, <laughs> or something? And then they did. And you know, telescope gets invented. Probably a week later, microscope gets invented. And then a week later after that, some dude named Jeremy or something was like, I got a new one, and it's called a middle scope. What's it do, Jeremy? It lets you look at middle size stuff. <laughs> It's got the one for big stuff in the heavens, and like moon, and then we got the one for blood and amoebas and stuff. But what about like a nice shirt? Don't have one for that. I'm Jeremy. This is my middle scope. And it's <laughs> basically just a, a toilet paper tube. And it doesn't make things bigger or smaller. Just, but it, just, it helps you focus on them a little bit. It really lets you dial in, Travis. I I also think probably the person who invented the telescope when they saw somebody be like I invented binoculars and it's like you just taped that's two, two of mine. mine you taped yeah. two of mine together you nice asshole try. well here's a three eyed uh, binoculars they're trinoc they're trinoculars one million dollars please patent office oh you don't want this one okay what about a quadroscope so you and a friend can get cheek to cheek and really check out some birds. <laughs> really get up in those words. Find out. Do you think the person who invented the mic- the magnifying glass was mad at the person who invented the microscope? I was like, I did this already. I did I'm this done- already. We finished this. Fat chance. Amoebas? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, there are? Well, fuck. Well, shit. 
I don't know why I did that. I should have put two of these together. At my office, there's a room called the wellness room. It's a small room near one of the break rooms that has a comfy chair and a lamp. I didn't think much of this room initially until I overheard my boss and coworker talking about how they knew someone who would reserve the wellness room for up to an hour and use it to take naps during the workday. Aw, hell yeah. Now I'm incredibly interested in using this room to get in small naps during workdays. I'm particularly tired, but I don't know how to go about getting more information on how to reserve the room. I don't want to ask my boss or my coworkers, as I don't want to give the people in my unit the impression I'm eager to nap during the workday, even though you totally are. Yeah. Help me, brothers. How do I get into this sweet nap room? That's from Overtired in Oklahoma. I mean, I don't know what the chart looks like. You just got to use the chart. That's why the wellness room is there. The the, the, the sort of like corporate um, like way of thinking about wellness is changing in a really positive way where folks know that you got to take care of yourself. And they're trying to bake that in. I mean, at like a cool a cool modern workplace with like segways and cubicles that look like cabanas and stuff. And so you got to at AOL. Uh, when we used to work at AOL a long, long time ago, they had a room full of, uh, nap pods and it, the room was called nap quest. And I got a big kick out of that, but how's it going? AOL? <laughs> very, very bad. It does seem. I, I think I would be afraid if I heard somebody talk about the wellness room and they were like planting rumors that you could use it for naps because the wellness room sounds like some more Orwellian shit where I'm going to go in there and then my eyes are going to be held open while I watch training videos about like committing my time harder to working yeah. better. And so like maybe the nap thing is just a lie that your boss said near your cubicle. No, the wellness room. Nap freak. Wellness room's real and it's good and you gotta just do it and you gotta own it and you gotta assert yourself and you gotta take those good naps. Somebody and else here's, is already using it for that. It's not like you're breaking the wellness room. No, I know, but they're using it for one hour a day. There's lots of hours in the day, 24 hours. No, but that's, that's what I'm search. saying. Is it's not like you're cheating with the wellness room if you wanna take naps in there. Yes, like someone's yes. already doing it. You should feel free to take naps in. Like if you say, I wanna take a nap in there, your boss will be like, yeah, yeah, that's and, literally and, why we put it there. And here's the thing about the nap room. No one's going to fucking wake you up. If your nap goes a little bit longer, your boss isn't going to come in and, you know, pu- push your shoulder while you're unconscious and be like, hey, hey, sweet baby, it's time to wake up, rejoin the workforce. Hey, it's time to get, a go- get going on your day. So if you sleep through the alarm and you make it a good three-hour nap, I don't think anybody's going to say shit because it's the wellness room. This actually, this reminds me of a thing that... um I was working. I don't, no, fuck it. I'll say it. I was working at Sears. Um, and it was Whoa, near. I didn't near know the you end. worked at Sears. Yeah, it was I worked near, at Land's End. Worked in the Land's End department of Sears. It was near the end of my time there. And Griffin and I lived very close to to the Sears, like five minute drive. And one day I looked at my coworker in the Land's End department. It was a particularly slow day. And I said, we only get a half hour for lunch, but I'm going to leave and you're going to cover for me. And I'm going to be gone for like an hour, and then I'm going to come back, and then you can do the same, and we ah. just won't tell anybody. Oh, that's good. And we did that, and the thing is, is like, the number of times I looked my boss square in the eye and said, yeah, I just forgot to clock back in, but I was definitely here after half an hour, they kept being mad at me, but also nothing came of it. Yeah. And that's where I kind of learned that like rules are nothing. There is, yeah. there is no enforcement. So just like 
go take your nap, stay asleep, whatever. Don't even set an alarm. And then come back and be like, I guess I must have slept. They, You won't get in. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They'll care as much as they think they need to for a second. And then it will be over. Because nobody really cares all that much. Uh, every office I've ever worked in has, you're right, except one person who does care a lot. And they could be, the wild thing about this person is they could be in any position. Yes. You don't know. At the newspaper I worked at one time, she was the photographer. And she was the one who cared very much about everything that was happening at all times, everywhere. There's one person like that at every job, I think. Yeah, I'll tell you one who doesn't love it is Mr. Tommy Smurl. He really, <laughs> he really wants you to, he really, really wants you to make sure those time cards are legit. Legit. Like good. Uh, good time cards. Also at the movie theater in downtown Huntington, I won't name names, but they really want to make sure that those punch cards are really exact. And a couple minutes late, don't do that ever again. Uh, um, I'll put you in the stocks. So it's not universal, like you said, Travis, Tommy Smurl, and the movie theater person um, really just are in just want to ensure that no time crime um to- tommy's real great dude but also time cop and but hard on time crime hard on time crime and so uh just make sure if you do work at tridata incorporated you are being not listening to travis naps are important though they're, they're good so you, got, you have to take them i get carve yourself out a half hour get your pizzizz going and just take that nap you do need it Go to HR, probably. They're in control of the wellness room, I would think. You're going to just find the chart where every day at, like, 12 is written on it, like, Dave sesh for, like, an hour, where Dave is going to get in there and have his sesh. And you can just pencil in after it, Doug sesh, or whenever, whatever your that's name what, is. That's what you need. You need. You need, I think, what has made my sneaking off from work and napping possible through all of my different retail jobs was I had a partner in crime. I had somebody that was like, you look out for me and I'll look mm. out for you. I'll go take a nap behind the refrigerator boxes at Best Buy and you do my work and then you can take a nap behind the refrigerator boxes and I'll do your work. And like mm-hmm. we, you have to you have to coordinate a little bit. So I think that maybe that's what I mean when I say nobody cares. You just need enough plausible deniability. And Man, it's also it's also important to note that like after they do that once, they're dirty. Yeah, and once they're dirty, they cannot bring you. They yeah, you've got the juice on them, and even though they've got the juice on you, they can't bring you down. You know, it what I'm brings saying? you closer as friends and criminals, time yeah. criminals. Um, y'all ever watch, man, y'all ever watch The Office? Yeah. Yeah? It's on Comedy Central now, 24 hours a day. That's funny. I don't think yeah, it's funny, Griffin. Sure. I think Jim is very mean to Dwight. Yes, good. Although I did have a really intense and detailed dream the other day that I was traveling oh, uh, tra- with. Hey, Trav, let me stop, let me stop you. I don't want to hear about your dream. <laughs> But I was traveling. You would, with, if you if you would do if you would do it, actually, that's you doing time crime on me and Justin. But I was traveling the with the the entire office crew, Griffin. Oh well, I've changed my mind. Now I gotta know. We were trying to check into a hotel. Take but, a nap oh, on the middle of this podcast. Take a nap Michael, right now under my desk. Michael hadn't hadn't reserved the hotel, and it was all booked up. And we were, and it was me, me and Jim, trying to fix everything. Yeah. 
and for sure and it just didn't it didn't pan out in the end but didn't then pa- I, it didn't uh didn't uh pan out it's funny dude <laughs> i love that shit <laughs> stanley's doing his thing stanley's off in the corner doing whatever i love it man more seasons they're bringing it back loving that more of it please <laughs> they're bringing it back and they need a new steve Good. Good. Closure. I love that, Travis. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. For you. I like to book in. Oh, so fun to book in. So fun. Maybe they, book in. Uh, they do like Ricky come back and does a guest spot on it, but then at some point he falls into a toilet, but in real life <laughs> and flushed down. <laughs> Bookending is better than having a good joke because that's just saying, like, remember from the beginning? Uh huh. Because it's better. It, that's better and easier. Is this whole episode time crime that we did to our <laughs> listeners? <laughs> they they can't get it back one way or the other. Thank we got you for you. listening. Yeah, uh, we got you. Um, thank you for to listening our greatest so heist yet. Our greatest, most ambitious time heist. Um, we next week uh, is going to be the Max Fun Drive is going to be kicking off uh, next week, and we are so excited. Um, we are going to have a it where it is also just happens to coincide with episode four hundred, which is going to be. A buck wild. Um, and uh, that's next week, right, Griff? We're going to drop it next week? Yeah, so Max Fun Drive, if, you, if you're a new listener, it is an annual thing we do for two weeks. All the shows on the Max Fun Network are supported by members who uh, who, who give uh, monthly to, to our shows to show their support and help us keep, uh, keep growing and trying to do new weird stuff. Um, it is the best time to support our show. Uh, you'll feel awesome every time you listen because you'll know that you're a, a member of the network and you'll help us reach our goal of 25,000 new and upgrading members. Holy fucking shit. That's a lot. We need Y'all your help kidding? to get there. No fucking way. Uh, uh, no, we'll get, we'll, <laughs> we'll, get there with, we'll get there with your help. Oh, okay. uh, and we'll also have great pledge I gifts. Know, I- uh, at different uh, levels, we have different pledge gifts coming down uh, the pipe for you. I'm talking about stuff like exclusive bonus content. If you give $5 a month, $10 a month, you, you get a um, a cool pin. And each is that pin, pin is like, by the way, the My Brother, My Brother and Me one, I am in love with. It's- yeah, it's from designed by Megan Lynn Not It's a Stronger Together uh, uh, 20 collaborate team pin. It's really good, and you get a Max Fun membership card. There's a bunch of gifts, and we're going to go over those like during the actual drive, which kicks off next next week. But um, if you've never uh, b- become a member of of the network, or you already are one, and want to up your donation because you've been listening to more of our stuff, or uh, you you've been a, a heavier listener of the shows, we would really appreciate it if you'd think about donating at maximumfun.org/slash/donate. Um, and and support us by becoming a member. We we I, I, we say we appreciate it, and that is uh, not nearly enough to show our gratitude for uh, what you all have done for us in helping this thing that we started doing what like eight years ago become a career for the three of us. You've you've changed our lives with that, and we call on you to uh, just to help us keep growing. So that's next week, and we'll have a very strange episode for you next week for episode four hundred. But we will also have more details on the drive then. Oh, and thank you to Megan for the kind words in the promo that we ran earlier. Um, again, Max Fun Drive starts next week, runs April 2nd through the 13th. Um, so I've got, let's do some plugs. I'm going to do them real fast. One, 
Uh, we have My Brother, My Brother, and Me and Adventure Zone uh, tour dates up on com slash tours. That tour is about 75% sold out. Like the whole thing on average is about 75% sold out. So don't wait to get your tickets. However, I will say the Houston show, which is coming up very soon, it's a little light. So Houston! Houston! Here's the thing. I said, boys, come to Texas, so I won't have to travel very far. Um, and this is something that's very important to me, is not having to travel very far. Houston, need your help to prove my thesis correct. So please go to McElroyShows.com slash tours. Also, we didn't mention this last week. We mentioned it on Adventure Zone, but we're doing a book tour for the Adventure Zone graphic novel here. There'd be Gerblins, which you can pre-order at theadventurezonecomic.com. Uh, we're going to be doing, I think, four shows across the country in July, and you can also find tickets for that. And those go on sale uh, this Friday, or this Thursday, actually, sorry, uh, March 29th. And uh, each ticket sale also gets you a copy of the book. So go check those out. And, and that goes on sale at 10 a.m. local to the venue where the show is yeah. going to be. At all of those, all the dates, all the locations are at com slash tours. Uh, go check it out. We're doing shows all over the country. And there's uh, dates listed from April to September. So go check yeah, that out. It's going to be dope. Also, we have a new store for our merch. It's at McElroyMerch.com. We got a bunch of new designs up there, some old stuff too. Uh, we teamed up with DFTBA to, to to make this store and we're really happy with how it's looking and we're going to keep updating it just constantly with the new designs and, and stuff. Um, and I think we've already got a couple of them that are going to be coming out pretty soon. Uh, and that's at McElroyMerch.com. Uh, also, I'm going to be at C2E in Chicago, April 6th through 8th. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of events, live shows and signings and panels. Uh, you can find all the dates and get tickets at bit.ly slash Travis C2E2. All of the uh, letters there are lowercase. And also, um, April 18th, uh, Schmanners is going the the podcast that I do with my wife Teresa about etiquette and stuff is going to be performing at Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin. You can find tickets for that and find out more information at bit.ly slash Moon Tower Schmanners. S H M A N N E R S. And hey, thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use for our theme song. It's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. It is so freaking good, you guys. And um, and thanks to Max Fun. Yeah, speaking of, I always like to encourage people, especially heading into the Max Fun Drive, there's a whole lot of new shows on Max so Fun. So many shows. That if you haven't listened to yet, you should go check them out, because we seem to be adding more and more every month, and they're all great. So go check them out. Uh, um, you want that final? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this final, then, was sent in by uh, Adrian Cowles. Thank you, Adrian. It's Yahoo Answers user Urak asks... So why did Sir Isaac Neutron shoot that apple off that guy's head? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been My Brother, My Brother, Me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. In celeb news this week, the hosts of Lady to Lady took a break from hanging with today's hottest comedians, actors, and writers to sell a sex machine. What'd they do with all that cash? Rent a party bus to go to Magic Mike Live in Vegas, of course. 
All of this on the heels of a salacious sizzler session with Home Alone 4 star French Stewart. Want to know what the f*** we're talking about? Tune into Lady to Lady whenever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we.